Welcome to Talk Nintendo Podcast, Episode 8. I am one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and alongside me tonight, the bombastic Perry Burke. Hey, doodle pal. Woo! Man, that, that game is so cute. <laughs> it is. It's pretty cute. That's why I wanted to be cute on my little intro here, so... <laughs> I was, I, I was going to say, I was wondering if you're going to roll with the bombastic, because I was like, oh, maybe we can edit in, like, you know those firecrackers that just make the super loud noise? Yeah. Just, like, start piling those behind your name. It's done. Boom. Perfect. I can't wait. Um, Before we get into the episode, I think we have to announce uh, a couple of winners, don't we? Yes. Uh, so, from Twitter, we have Ninja Sponge Matt. So... He, he is. Uh, he won the moon. He won moon. I believe was the uh, the drawing. Oh, and, got it. All right. And then we had the sun winner from Reddit. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Rockcore Phoenix. Rockcore Phoenix. R O K O R Phoenix. Uh, he was the winner of the sun, which is actually funny. Um, he ends up actually living pretty close to me in real life, but I don't have the games. Uh, Perry's the one sending him out, so. Yeah, that was sort of and funny. He's a phoenix, and he got the sun, so yep. it just it all makes sense, right? Rigged, rigged. But yeah, <laughs> thank you everyone for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you everyone for for you know uh, putting in your uh, your likes and your retweets and stuff, and and your, all of your answers on uh, on Reddit and stuff. Uh, really cool. And uh, like we said last time, we're gonna we do this all the time. Uh, really cool stuff. Uh, give giveaways, and so yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was awesome. We had, what did I say? It was total between Reddit and all the ways to enter on um, Twitter. I believe it was around, what did I say, 3,500? 3,500. Which yeah. is just bonkers, you know? Yep. It's pokey, pokey bonkers for sure. And uh, I actually have Rokor Phoenix's, uh, he, he entered on Reddit, which was to tell us your favorite Pokemon and... And if you'd like, you could put a little, you know, blurb on why. And his was Vulpix, because in the show, that little thing was so darn cute. Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm gonna send a message to Sponge Matt, see what his is, and we'll just read it at the end of the show, hopefully if he gets back. Yeah, hopefully he'll get back to us. All right, and as always, we've been playing video games. I That might sound crazy to some people, but we do play video games. And uh, I know that uh, we have some... A, a certain classic JRPG to uh, give some finishing thoughts on that I think is well-deserved. So, Casey, take it away. Well, this one took me about, what, two months, give or take? Just, a, I guess, a day or two over two months to, to finish, which, for me, honestly, I feel like I can't remember the last time I played a game stretching that period of time, you know? Usually, even with JRPGs, and if they're, even if they're a little longer, I just tend to really get in there and grind them out you know not not super quick but fast enough but this one i think going in knowing it was such a long rpg sort of like i sort of took like the the approach like okay i'm gonna chip away at this game over you know a somewhat extended period of time so right yep with that was on this podcast yep remember you said you were gonna finish it by golly you finished it my first dragon quest in the books and um Overall, I'm really happy with it. Um, I'm actually, I think by the time, like, finishing it just this past week, 
And then, uh, I forget when Dragon Quest VIII's coming out. What, was it February? I think is it's pretty soon, yeah. I think it is something like that. It's just long enough that it'll probably give me that little breather and be like, well, maybe I should just jump right into Dragon Quest VIII. <laughs> Perfect. And then, so, and that, yeah, so... And that could ride me to the Switch. Um, but overall, I, I really enjoyed the game. Um, like I said, it's pretty standard. Like, it, when you think of a JRPG you're thinking of Dragon Quest, you know, you, you have your four party members, you level up, you, you fight monsters, um, in the original one for the PlayStation it was random encounters, but now on the 3DS, um, all the models, like, you'll see when you're on the, uh, overworld, when you're running around, you'll see, you know, monsters running around, and you can avoid them, and, like, when you get into dungeons, it's a little harder to avoid them, you know, because you'll be going down narrow paths, but... Overall, it's nice. I like that much better than the random encounter, just because it's nice to be able to, like, ah, like I just want to get to this town and, and heal my guys up, you know, and then not have to worry about fighting ten random encounters on your way there and dying. But... Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's got a pretty standard battle mechanic. Um, your guys, like, for the first, like, 15 or so hours, you don't even unlock the job system, which they, they call vocations. And, um... When you do, it, it starts to really open up what you can do, you know, with your characters and your spells. Um, and, like, they have different tiers. So when you first pick a, a job, they have, I don't know off the top of my head, but let's just say ten classes you could pick. Then what you do is you you don't get experience points for the vocations to level up. It's how many monsters you fight. So mm -hmm. it's sort of weird. So, like, they level up independently of your actual level, which is based on experience points. Mm -hmm. So, eventually you'll get to the point where you master that class, and then you go back and switch, and then they have different combinations. So, for instance, I believe you need to have the priest and the warrior and um, the martial arts, which are all, you know, basic, um, you know, first-tier jobs. Uh, when you unlock those all up to uh, max level then you would unlock like an advanced one which is like a paladin and then there's a third tier that you can get by unlocking different things so like you're always you know whenever you get capped you always want to switch your jobs and then obviously okay. as you get more progressed on the second and third tier their their base stats are much better and they can unlock better skills and you know which is essential for some fights like um like the multi-heal like is a must for some bosses because just the damage coming into everyone that you need to be keeping that up at all times but i hear you so it's nice and it's pretty simple system yeah yeah it's fair for um, the most part i went online and i found like a, a vocation chart which showed you you know how to get to the second and third ones and like i i mean personally i would just say go do that because like some of them are cool but you know if you're wasting leveling up leveling up all these first tier jobs later in the game it's like you really would like to be like when i beat the final boss i had three of my party members on the third tier um vocations which which helped a lot but sure. the, the, so i know i touched a little bit on the story originally so yeah a lot of time has obviously passed since that point but um as i touched on originally you would you're a lone island and then eventually you start unlocking these other islands by going into the past and finding why they don't exist now and each town has like their own story their own dialogue like the like they actually write out in the text like the the accents you know from like different spots of the world to really just build the world 
which um, I thought was a nice touch. And, like, some of these stories are, you know, they're pretty contained in the sense that, like, maybe it would take an hour, maybe hour and a half per island, you know, usually. Like, you could go and bang it out in a pretty brisk amount of time, and you get, like, the full storyline of that island. And then what you do is you save it from certain death, and then when you come back into present day, that island's now there, and you can go in present day and see how it's changed over the years and uh, some of them are really weird, like the the one town you end up saving and the mayor is so appreciative and he's like, we're going to have statues of you and like forever remember, you know, we're going to never forget you. And then when you go in the present day, there's like a new shady mayor that's like lying about what happened in the past and you got to see what's going on, you know. So, ah, yeah, it's all it, political. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> so th- there's definitely some cool storylines. And then like. As you further progress in the game, you start getting little bits of, like, what might be happening, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And then eventually, when you unlock all the uh, the islands, you know, then the real, you know, last stretch, which I, I don't remember how long that took me. But, you know, it's not like it's, like, a couple hours. It's probably, like, 10 to 20 hours worth of playing. And then you go sure. through that storyline, and then you wrap it up nice. And um, there's some post-game... Uh, content that, you know, I didn't really touch on. Um, like I said, as much as I enjoyed the game, I was happy to, to put a bow on it and uh, call it call it a day. But I was going to say, overall, I mean, the music is really nice. Um, the graphics, like the 3D looks really nice. Um, they use, like, sprites on the PS1 version, so looking at some video from then to what it is now, it's like, you know, a world's difference. Um, it would have been really cool to have played it back in the day and then see the world in this new perspective. But, um, right. yeah, like I said, the cons, like, going into it, knowing it was so long, probably added to why it was so drawn out for me. So, mm-hmm. it might have almost been nice not to know that. Um, okay. The the camera can be a little wonky. Like, there'd be times where you, you have, full, like, the, the L&R trigger let you rotate the camera almost at anywhere. You can do full 360, and then if you hit them both at the same time, it really? repositions, like north but sometimes like when you come out of a town it'll automatically switch it to north but like if you're facing the other way like i'm holding up to go out of town and then it zooms it around on me and then i walk right back into town and it's like ah god damn you know the the camera and then you got to walk out again and it's not a big deal but it just gets a little frustrating you know and like just you could tell that this is a an, an older game like a, a you know a remake of an older game they're like the the menus are sometimes just like you could tell like all right this is dated you know like this isn't a, a 2016 game like the way the these sure. menus are operating and like when you save the game it'll be like all right would you like to continue playing you know and like sometimes you just like if you hit b then it's like okay like turn off the game and start again and you're like Ugh. it's like if i just wanted to turn the game off i'd turn it off after i saved you know Right. I mean, uh, does it feel like stuff that they could have developed, further developed, um, to edit, to get it out of this version? Or is it, like, very essential things, you think, Um, to the game? That maybe they even held it in there for nostalgic, or... They probably could have overdone the menus if they really wanted to bring it more up to date. It's not like, like you said, it's not like a integral part of the game at all. But, um... I understand why they didn't bother because it's not that big of a deal. 
it's just like a little, little things that are like oh like this is sort of weird like but oh this is a game that was released in the early 2000s you know Sure, sure. So, you know, forgivable. Not not like it, like, hindered the experience. It's just, like, just a little strange, you know, like, where if that was, like, a brand new game, you'd be like, why'd they do that? Like, they must be trying to aim for that old-school feel. Right. Okay, that makes sense. But, yeah, overall, um, I'm really happy with it. I think it's a great game. I Like I said, it's really cool, in especially on the 3DS, where you can be like, okay, I've got, like, an hour or two. I could bang out a whole island tonight, you know, and, like, when you like close the DS and feel, you know, like, all right, I got a bunch done tonight. Like that was good progress. Yeah. I, it, this is a game that I'll probably pick up and maybe not play it like anytime soon, but like in the future, it feels like it's something that is kind of timeless. Like it was made for the 3DS and it looks really nice and it'll, you know, the 3D effect and it runs well and it's just an overall good game that I can play in the future sometime. Oh, actually, speaking of uh, running well, I should just touch on there are some points where there's slowdown, um, but it, it's mostly when like during a cutscene, ironically enough, where like you know you're talking to the king and like the whole town's people are around you like listening, and it's just like you know a ton of character models on the screen. Like mm-hmm. you could tell like even when the the text's trying to spell it out is sort of choppy. Um, sure. So, but you know, again, it's nitpicking. Like it really didn't you know affect the game that much as far as like i said just the little things here and there but no overall like like i said it looks great plays great um and i had a lot of fun and like i said i mean it, it, i'm at the point where i'm looking forward to eight you know it's not like i'm thinking oh god another one so good i i, I was getting worried because i think last time i heard you say like you're dying just getting through this one so i'm glad it turned turned out to be a good experience yeah, I think it was just getting, bef- like, finishing up those last islands into the home stretch was like, like, oh, God. But, I'm, I, like I said, I'm glad I stuck through with it. And, like, like I said, I, I definitely was feeling a little like, like, oh, like, okay, I'm ready. But as I wrapped it up and, like, the next day I was, like, thinking about it, I was like, I really, like, I had a really good time with Dragon Quest Seven. Cool, man. But uh, enough about me as I've been rambling on here. Um... I heard you've been playing a, a, a little game for the uh, the old Wii U. Yes, I've been playing a delightful little game called Twisted Fusion. Ooh. Yeah, it's a new game that came out. Uh, it's a Wii U exclusive for uh, uh, made by uh, Louis Pugh. Uh, it's made by uh, Louvshawn. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he sent uh, he sent us a review copy. Uh, talk about in the show and whatnot, and uh, I'm actually reviewing it for NWR as well. Uh, that should be up anytime. But uh, I'll just go over a little bit, talk a little bit about it. Uh, it's a, it's an open world uh, Metroidvania type game. Um, it's uh, it's up to, it's cooperative. You can play with up to four other people, so five people. Um, That's pretty. Me and awesome. my wife. It is. It is really, and I can, it's kind of like anytime. I mean, you can at any spot you can jump in and. Oh, that's and, nice. Yeah, um, it's really fun. I played with my wife. Uh, we were having fun, like like teaming up on enemies and stuff, and uh, you know stuff like that. It, it's a you know imagine a Metroid game that you can play with two people. It's kind of like Guacamelee, right? Uh, that that's it's a yeah. Guacamelee you know, that, is a great game. The thing is, is uh, this one has like a jetpack, so 
it's it's very vertical, a lot more vertical, I'd say, than Guacamelee. Man, I gotta go back and play Guacamelee. But never, that's sort of cool, that. though, that, like an interesting to to go more vertical than horizontal, which I feel like a lot of those games are. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, exactly. It really is. Um, uh, you have these you have these dungeons hidden throughout the world, and and uh, you know you go find them, and I think the first dungeon. Uh, the first one that you know that you can find, uh, you don't need the jetpack for. Um, oh, is that where you but, unlock it? Yeah, uh, no, actually, you can unlock it at any time. Uh, it's really cool. They have just on the gamepad. There's a loot store on the gamepad, and you can tap it at any time and uh, uh, upgrade your, you know, anywhere. You don't have to go to a shop or anything, uh, and you just get coins. You know, you get from enemies, and then uh, you can spend them on upgrades and uh so you can grind you know for basically that's kind of a way of grinding and you can get so i wanted the jetpack first so i got that you know Mm -hmm. and then that gave me a a good you know up against everyone it's not hard to get the you know it you can get it very early if you want um but yeah uh the the upgrade system is really cool uh in that way in that it's very very simple and and you can just upgrade your attack and you know your jump and your running and your defense and kind of just however you want to play you can play it so really cool um yeah it the game uses a lot of gamepad uh functionality uh, functionality yeah which is ref- nice and refreshing in this day and age uh, yeah i feel <laughs> like it's all been abandoned at this point yeah uh, i mean you can do you can do off-screen tv play which is actually really nice because uh the character is is a bit bigger on uh on your on that screen so uh you can see see it a lot better um now like when you play on the big screen you know when you're playing cooperatively it's nice to have more space right but Mm -hmm. you can get a little more intimate closer on the on the gamepad has that and um you know you uh like i said uh you can go to the loot store uh you can you can kind of also it has a map type thing it's not a map but it's you can go to warp points throughout the world that you've unlocked um and then another thing it has is the uh it has uh, a uh it's really cool it's a difficulty slider um and so at literally at any time like at even while you're fighting an enemy you can turn it up and down to make basically them stronger and the reward higher Ooh, uh, so you could probably and, cheese that pretty hard right yes that that's the only unfortunate thing but it's it's almost where where it's not it's not as bad as you'd think in that sense uh but it, it it kind of is because like the first dungeon you know there are just there are monsters there that that you can that don't move you know <laughs> yeah and, they're just yeah you know it's just if you touch them you know you're dead so you can just turn the thing up you know annihilate the thing with tons and tons of, of bullets you know of bullets of water because they're squirt guns uh, <laughs> and uh like you know that. and then just get a bunch of 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 coinage that way you know but sounds like they'd have the upper hand on the inklings yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's that's true inklings you know the squids and their water they don't like water but um yeah uh it, that it, it is true i mean you can kind of game it a little bit but it uh, it still gives you that satisfying feeling a little like oh i'm gonna like do this and then um jill and i when we were facing uh some of the bosses you know we would turn it up all the way and like no we're not gonna beat this boss and only we're only gonna beat it at the highest difficulty you know so we would play and and stuff and is the highest is the highest difficulty like 
in incredible difficulty or is it like manageable but like just you know you need to be on the ball kind of thing well it's basically the highest difficulty is one hit kill and then uh it, you gotta just load them with 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 your weapon like with bullets basically gotcha. bullet sponge that's basically it um the camera actually has a few problems uh overall the camera is pretty stiff like the the movement is pretty um shoddy like uh the frame rate isn't too good and uh also like when you're playing co-op like jill and i were playing and and you know we're facing the boss like i said on the highest difficulty and i am kind of leading the boss and jill or no jill's kind of whatever i can't remember but i was kind of <laughs> distracting the boss and then someone was behind them shooting it but you got to be really careful uh and then the, if you get off the screen, kind of like in New Super Mario Bros., it, you get into a bubble, you know? Yep. Do you yep, know yep, that yep. if you're playing multiplayer? Well, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It kind of does that, but you don't go into a bubble. You just you just warp right to the right to the where the player is. Okay. But you you warped where the player was a couple seconds ago, and that might be where the boss is. And then you warp right into the middle of the boss, which then you get hit and you die, and it's you know game over. So. That's a little issue that I mean, it's not. It's something that it adds a lot of challenge because you got to add that to your thing. But it just doesn't feel right, like you know, as you're playing. But um, but yeah, uh, like I said, it has a little frame rate issues. Uh, you know, the the the, the pixel art in it is it, it's set, it's going for a certain tone. Uh, it's kind of take it or leave it. Um, the the only thing where it kind of gets uh bad is is in the dungeons where everything is kind of the same it looks the same yeah it comes uh, a little repetitive there's no map system so whenever like you know like that's not a big deal but it's still hard to figure out where you're at and it's hard to figure out uh where to go because of the bad bland design yeah because uh, everything becomes the same so you just yeah yeah does it have a, a map system at all or uh no it doesn't so it oh, like so i said only it, amplifies that exactly and and i mentioned this in the review it i not having a map is fine with me uh because i it it, it makes you become more aware of your surroundings but uh it, it was this it it needs to have more unique designs for each room for each hallway you know maybe some landmarks or something to yeah i mean yeah like there are some like where you like there are some things but for the most part it it really is very samey but yeah um if you want to read more about the game uh i mean i i didn't mention this in the review but it's five bucks uh five bucks for I mean, you would have fun playing this with with friends if they're coming over. You want a co op game, you know, and you haven't mm-hmm. had those for a long time. So, you know, uh, I'd say go for it. I think it's really fun. And go ahead and read the review when it comes up on NWR, uh, Nintendo World Report dot com. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, good job, Lewis Pugh. Yeah, thank you very much for for sending that code our way. We really appreciate that. Yeah, man. But uh, on a almost completely, completely different note. <laughs> yeah, we're taking a hard turn. Yeah, I guess there's still <laughs> guns. There's guns, right? Yeah, these ones aren't water guns, though. There, there no. is a, a flamethrower, though. You know what? I think that this is actually a historical moment, right? 
Yep, it's the. I uh, think this is the, the this is the first Nintendo game. Yep, the first non Nintendo game oh, to, to oh my grace the podcast. I just realized something, Casey. I think we have a new segment. Oh, non Nintendo. Yep. Nintendo. Nintendo. I'm totally doing that. Oh, uh, I can't wait. Um, well, I guess we'll we'll. We could what keep, is it? What's keep the, the suspense up, but yeah, but I've been playing Battlefield One for uh, PS4, and um, this game is awesome. Oh, uh, have you ever played a Battlefield game, or you know specifically the like Battlefield Three, Four? I've never played a Battlefield game ever. Okay, so it's like, have you played Call of Duty, like newer Call of Duties? Okay, so like yes. when you the have the newest right? one I've played is Ghosts. Okay, yeah. So in that like. When I think of um, Call of Duty, I think like what I would describe Call of Duty as would be like an arcade shooter. The maps are tight, you know, they're small. It's like nonstop action. You die for like two seconds, and like you're right back in it, like guns ablaze and people all over the place, you know. Mm-hmm. Battlefield is more like the maps are really big, and it's like my favorite um, gameplay mode. They have a couple, you know, throughout there, but it's called Conquest. And so think of, like, this big map, and there's, like, six points, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, however many that is, you know, whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, and you you each start on one side, and, like, if you're, like, thinking of it's, like, a piece of paper, like, you start in two corner, two opposite corners, and, like, you move your way into the middle, and, like, each point you need to go, it's, like, capture the flag. So you go there, and you capture that thing, and then your flag goes up, and you start accruing points. So... It's sort of like splat zones where, like, you know, like, you want to control as many zones as possible because then you're... Okay, now, now I'm tracking with you. Yeah. <laughs> so your, your point total goes up, you know, and, like, you can... Like, what's cool is you can be the top scorer on your team and have not killed anyone because you get points for capturing the flag. Um, they have different classes, so, like, they have, like, support class, which you can... Uh, you have ammo that you could throw to your teammates... And, like, you get points for people using your ammo to, re, re you know, restock. Uh, there's, like, medics who can go over and throw, like, health packs. Or if you die, you know, revive you on the spot. So, like, you get points for doing other things, which is really cool. And then, of course, you get points for, like, killing people and all that jazz, too. But cool. The these maps are, like, I mean, they do have smaller maps where, like, there only be, like, three choke points. You know, and, and like, there's obviously there's going to be more, like, combat in that one but like some of the other maps are pretty big and like you can be running for a while and you know maybe you'll come up across one or two people um on your way but you could be more you know secretive like you can get good sniping spots or you can you know they have uh, automobiles and planes and stuff and in, in battlefield one since it's back to world war one they have horses um and that's great it, these online battles are like 64 versus 64 like they're huge or may, maybe it's 32 versus 32 Hold on, let me That's see. still insane. I know it's uh, 64. I think it might be 60. You could probably get up to... Uh, yeah, 64v64 it looks like. Which is crazy, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, yeah, That's insane. I'm used to 4 versus 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, these, you know, this, these Conquest uh, games can last up to, like, 40 minutes long. Like, 
you're probably expecting at least 20 to 30 with a chance up to like 40 minutes if it's a tight match. So you get invested in these games and like some of the best time is like you, you on your team, you, there's squads and like it would be cool if I had like four other people and like, you know, we could all be playing in one squad, which actually when I played Battlefield 4 when the PS4 first came out, like me and two of my buddies would play all the time. And like that was so much fun because you could communicate and like take people out together. But um, it still happens in Battlefield 1 where I'll get into a random group and then you can spawn on your squad members. You know, even if they're not... Like, when you die, you usually... You can uh, choose which, like, choke point you want to start at as long as your team has it, like, the flag captured. But mm-hmm. if your squad member's out in the middle of nowhere and enemy lines, you could spawn on him. So it's cool when you get, like, a, like a squad that, like, sticks together and you can, like, move throughout and, like... You, you really feel like you're, like, in the battle, like taking over and like yeah we did that you know like that was awesome mm-hmm. so i mean i've just been playing multiplayer right now which is you know a ton of fun um but i am actually interested in the single player instead of just like one big campaign mode with the story uh, what they've decided to do was have six uh separate vignettes which you know are like about an hour or so long just little stories sprinkled and i've i've heard about them uh where you can you know, you might be an American in one vignette, and then the other one you might be, you know, a, a German, you know. So, like, you switch different sides and, like, see different perspectives, which is, uh, I've heard they're really good, and I wanted to try and get, uh, play at least one before talking about the podcast, but things happened, and the time, I don't know where she went, so I didn't get to play, but, um, yeah, I mean, overall, Battlefield 1's a, a lot of fun. Like I said, it's one of the, the few games, you know, on a, a, a non-Nintendo system that, you know, I actually look forward to and go out and pick up. Yeah, I mean, it, it really... It sounds fun to me, and I I, I, I might pick this up on a, on a sale. I mean, because we, well, we sure I, could play together, right? Oh, do you have a PS4? Oh, no, I have an Xbox One. Yeah, so we wouldn't be able to. But you should, um, if you are actually interested in it, I bought it like the day before or two days before it went on sale but I ended up returning it and getting a good price back but it was at like 30 bucks or 35 bucks at Target and I've seen them on sale so it's right. I mean visually the game's insane like I mean the games don't look much better than Battlefield and you know with the, all the explosions and stuff it it's bonkers you know like it, it really is like one of those games you could just look at and just be like wow like yeah you know I like, mean yeah, Crazy. I mean, I feel, I feel like that with uh, with uh, Call of Duty, you know, and and everything. Like I, I, you know, I think that's those are, the production of those games are just oh crazy. yeah, yeah. I, I always like to to jump into a Call of Duty because they they are fun, you know. But for me, it's like I usually end up playing it for like a week or so, jumping in here and out. So. If I had to pick between the two, I, I prefer the Battlefield because, like I said, I feel like. I'm not the best shooter in the world, so, like, I usually, in Call of Duty, like, maybe I can be around 500, you know, kill-to-death ratio. But I like in Battlefield that, like, I can also do other objectives, like, so even if I'm not killing a ton of people, I'm still helping the team out. Sweet. But. Cool. Nintendo. Nintendo. Um, I hear you've been playing a game here that, like Battlefield 1, has bombs in it. It sure does. Oh boy, does it have bombs! Yeah, 
It's, uh, yeah, this is, uh, Bomb Monkey. Woo! Yeah, so, now... I think we know the guys you, who make this, right? Yeah, that's right. The <laughs> good old Jules Watchem. We had him on the show a couple episodes ago. But, r- real quick, you'll notice that the, the music is not playing right now. Isn't that weird? It so, sounds so silent and scary. Do you hear the but, crickets? Um, I do now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, it's because I want you to listen to this music. So I'm just going to play it and everyone listen. Yes, uh, this is Bomb Monkey from uh, Renegade Kid, uh, mm. the late great Renegade Kid, now a 2E. Um, yeah, from Jules Watchem. Uh, that, I just thought that music was so great, and I really wanted everyone to hear it. It has this jive that, you know, when you're driving to work with with your wife, and you know, and 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 you're both humming it. No, I don't know that, Perry. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, when you do do that, and both you and your significant other are humming it, then uh, you know it's a good song. So, it's and. Yeah, I love but when yeah. I love when the games uh, game music gets you hooked like that, where just throughout you know the whole week it's always going right right exactly now this is a game that i have been meaning to pick up for years literally i, I can't I, this came out very early uh i had to have it seems like it came out pretty early i don't know uh, <laughs> it, it seems it's been Sounds years good to me <laughs> but anyway i just didn't i never picked it up uh but it's a it's an arcade puzzle game uh from from renegade kid atui that you play it book style. You play it on the touch screen, or you can play it uh, with with regular controls, like with your, like with the D pad and the, and the circle pad. Actually, it just plays just with the D pad, um, and it's also a game you can play uh, cooperatively on the same unit, which is really cool. That's, it actually yeah, works very well. It, it's fun. It's it's like the game the or the WarioWare for Game Boy Advance did the same thing, uh, and it's like the game that. A lot of times I, I, I ride with, uh, like, me and my wife will ride with my parents to, to my grandparents. Like, it's like an hour away. And so sitting in the back of the car, it's like the perfect game, like, mm-hmm. to play, you know, to on one system together. It's like the Switch, right? Switch will be the same thing, right? Oh, baby. Yeah. So uh, you just got to get that, that, uh, that screen holder to go yeah. on the... Jam it on the headrest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, back to Bomb Monkey. Uh, big, beautiful sprite game. It, it's not play, it's, you play it book style, so it's not in 3D, right? So, but it, it looks I like, great. I like the book style. You know, I that, love book style. Uh, yeah, sadly, it so seems like that's a thing of the past. I, I think book style with a stylus is so comfortable. I, I love that. Yeah, and it stinks that, that that's probably get gone forever. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the game it's really is all about the bombs. Uh, you have matching colored blocks that fall from the top, and well, no, that you throw from the top, and then they also come from the bottom, uh, up like up in rows, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you're throwing down blocks, and you're trying to get, like, you're trying to get them to match together, um. But it's not like Tetris where you know you ha- where they just disappear if you complete a row or something. You have to blow them up, but <laughs> with a bomb. But so you throw a bomb down, and the bomb will blow up the the one beneath it to left and to the right. And say and 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 basically, if it blows up one of the colors, then 
all of the colors that are touching that same color will also blow up with it. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, like it's that. a cool yeah, it's a cool concept. Um, and uh, and there's also like mega bomb things that that you throw down that go that go like to all to the walls like, like double. Well, not to the walls. But they go like like only instead of going only one over, they go two over, and they like do like double damage. It seems, uh, but they're also like you said, they're also I think they're like dynamite sticks, or there's something like that. But but they do they're vertical ones and there's horizontal ones that you throw down, and they uh, they they take out the whole row. And now this is these these are kind of end up being the most important things if you're playing for high scores because these are how you get your combos. Because and and it's actually a very unique system because the way you set it up, like you have to try to set it up. It's a little luck and it's a little. Uh, it's I mean it's I say it's a little luck, Pro- but proper planning. It really is just a very little bit of luck, mostly skill though, and 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 how how you how you set up the uh, how you set up the the combo because you're you're trying to basically you're trying to make it so the horizontal hits one. And then it hits a vertical one, and then the vertical one hits another horizontal one, and then you try to get the, that one to hit another vertical one, so that it keeps going. Yeah, in a chain, and it, and it's so satisfying because usually when you have that, the whole screen is full of blocks, so it's kind of risky to set up these combos. But once you do that, usually the whole screen is just gone. You, you see know, all, yeah, you see all. the dominoes fall. Yeah, it's it's really good, and then. Uh, the other little kink they have is some of them have these like locks block like some of the blocks have locks on them and th- those take two the blocks have locks <laughs> the blocks have locks <laughs> but, but yeah exactly so <laughs> uh and and uh so you're gonna have to hit him twice and i think the super bomb ones i think take them out at once but um so that that does put a lot into it because then like you might get a vertical uh, a vertical dynamite stick thing and you'll throw it down and then you can basically just put all all the lock boxes that you get just throw them on that vertical stick mm-hmm. and then you'll just explode that stick and then it'll take out it you know that takes away all the, a bunch of them of this because uh, those will get in the way right and if it's if it's if it's if it's overflowing to the top of blocks you know those locked blocks will get out of uh, will get be really annoying, and you'll want to get rid of them. So, you know that you have uh, you have all these like little st- strategic decisions to make throughout the whole thing. I mean, it really is a really cool little puzzle game, um, and it really has that um, that arcade feel, uh, and uh, you know, kind of like uh, Pirate Pop Plus, like we talked about. Yeah, is, um, is there like a hot? I'm looking at the game modes endless, so I'm assuming there's like a high score mode and just trying to rack up points. Yeah, and that's yeah. Now that's the other thing is there's there's a lot of different modes in this little game. It's kind of crazy. Like there's for like there there's two player mode, right? Uh, it's only lo- it's only like on the same system, so no download play, which is fine. But um, it, there's cooperative and there's versus mode on that. So they have even two different kind of modes for that. Oh, but then there's yeah, also yeah, uh, there's also the endless mode, which is your main mode. Basically, you try to go for the high score. Um, you have your rescue mode, and this is really interesting. I guess before I want to go into the modes real quick, I do want to say there is a little... It's a fun little thing 
you know what? I, I'm not even going to spoil it. That There's one more little uh, idea in the game that when it happens, you're like, oh, baby, and you're king of the world, and <laughs> it's a great feeling. And yeah, I'm going to let, don't, I'm gonna let don't people spoil figure it yet. out, though. I'm not going to spoil it. But, um, uh, yeah, so there's endless mode, rescue mode. Now, this is, you have a little monkey friend that's caught in a cage. Oh, no. And, and yeah, it's at the bottom of the screen, and that cage takes, like, 50 hits to, to 50 bomb hits to, to get free. So you're kind of trying to see as, go as fast as you can uh, to get him free. So it's a time mode. Also, it's kind of hard because it, the blocks come faster, you know, the more hits you put on it. it you know, it really it gets, it gets pretty hard. So even just beating it is kind of a little thing. So that's a perfect little – usually takes, like, for me, like around 10 minutes, you know. So if that, if that gives you an idea of – you know, these are like ten to fifteen minute little sessions, so it, it's a really good, it's a really good, uh, you know, break game. Yeah, I was but, gonna say, um, it sounds like a good, uh, yeah, good lunch break or at is. work it's, when you you go into the bathroom real quick. <laughs> it, yeah, ex- no, exactly. Um, uh, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But there's also a, a three minute game where you just try to get as many points you can in three minutes. That's oh, very that, common. That's nice because that yeah. just, especially with a game like this, seems like it could be. Oh, you know, I'm waiting for, you know, jumping on the bus or it's just anything where you can, you know, like, oh, yeah. I, I literally got three minutes to play. Let's go. <laughs> yep, exactly. Perfect mode. Um, and there's also a numbers mode where this is a is a, a very different concept where there's like little, little, uh, instead of blocks, there are little circles with numbers on them and you have to explode them in order, like one, two, three, four. Oh, that's, cl- that's you know? clever. So yeah, it's a little fun. I mean, I just can't believe the amount of modes in this little $3 game. That, I mean, it's $3. I, I, I don't know why I haven't got it. I mean, it's so worth <laughs> it. But, um, oh, and just yeah. uh, real quick before you uh, keep going, uh, I found the launch date or release date was uh, January 28th of 2012. So it was uh, bright and early on that eShop. Okay. Well, then there you go. Um. Yeah, I remember a long time ago. Uh, so, uh, talking about pick up and play, I just I thought this would be funny because I wanted to prove to you how I'm gonna close. I'm gonna close the game right now, and and you can hear it right now on my on my. Uh, so I'm gonna close it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's closing now. I'm gonna open it, and I'll show you how long it takes to get into a game. Here it is. Ready? Open. And you're in the game right there. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, it loads so fast, I, and that's the, that's one thing I noticed that that really helps for like an arcade game, right? Especially I mean, for, in a game where they give you a three minute mode, where you know if you don't have a lot of time, it's nice yeah. to just get right into the thick of it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's a huge thing for for a pick up and play game to have a really quick load, like the quickest loading time I've ever seen on a, on a game. <laughs> You know, <laughs> they, but, um, they did it right back in 2012. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, fun game. Uh, things that I could help improve uh, the game. I think you know, I think they missed out on online leaderboards. Uh, like I said, that I don't know why these arcade games don't have these. Because I mean, I'm sure they're, of course, me not knowing anything about making online leaderboards i'm sh- i'm sure that they're probably complicated and require server and stuff like that right yeah but, especially back in 20 you know back when the eShop first started 
Exactly. You know, exactly. it was probably but, already like, oh, how does this internet thing work on a Nintendo console? <laughs> right. But it's uh, it would be awesome, and it would be great because in each one of those modes to have a have a high score, uh, uh, you could have an, a worldwide. But I mean, I think just uh, friends just leader. But would friends be... is is the best. I mean, that's all that really matters. Yeah, because you know? I, I doubt either of us would be you know number one in the world bomb monkey player, but. Yep. You know, and it then, would be fun to compete against us, even if it was like, let's see who can get the better, best three-minute, you know, score. Which, I mean, I guess we could still do, but it's nice to just see it up there and have, like, motivation to keep trying, you know? Exactly. Um, and then the other thing that, uh, just kind of essential to the game, a lot of times when you're setting up combos, uh, the bombs actually get in the way, you know? Because it's like, I don't want to explode that yet. I want <laughs> to, I want to set up these chains. And so... Uh, I was thinking, uh, like Tetris did, they have the ability to hold blocks um, and hold like tetraminos or whatever they're called. Um, uh, you can hold them like in an inventory. Uh, so maybe that would be a, a cool idea, you know, to do on that. But that's the one thing where they the bombs get in the way of actually. Because when I first started playing the game, right, like, like I was just trying to basically not die, you mm-hmm. know. But then once you get better at it, you're thinking, how can I make the biggest combos? So, yeah, then you um, start getting a little riskier. Yeah, it's a good thing. It you know you, you learn skills, you learn strategies, and it's a little bit of random for good measure, you know. So, and like I said, two ninety nine. I I know that everyone's thinking, oh, Jules was just on the show, and now you're totally pimping out his game, like the <laughs> uh, corruption, dirty scalper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my scalping, yeah, you know. Dude, but you're gonna I'm have just... quite the rep on the internet, man. I know. He's shilling for games. He's scalping. Yeah, he's shilling. He's scalping. He's. I heard he kicks puppies. I don't kick puppies. <laughs> um, but no, it really. I mean, it really is a really fun game that I think anyone could enjoy. Uh, especially like I'm thinking like kids who have like two DSs that get you know that don't have money or parents you know. I mean, it's a it's a that two ninety nine price point is perfect for especially like if you have kids in the car playing it uh, without yeah, it, it on pack, just it, one system. It so. packs a punch for two ninety nine. Yeah, and I, I really hope to, uh, you know, I hope that there's more games in the in that franchise. I think it's really fun. So, I'm I'm sorry I missed out on it when it came out. I don't know why I didn't get it. I just probably games or something i don't know other games but yeah it seems like a game that i'm gonna have to to look into downloading too my my list keeps climbing i know yeah but it it really is a game you know i was surprised actually before we wrap up like i've put like over like like almost 10 hours into it and you know within like a, a couple weeks like i played it a lot so you know like i mean for for puzzle i mean like for pirate pop plus like you know after like a an hour or two, I didn't want to play it really too much, but I, I still play it. I played Bomb Monkey this morning. so It's those extra game modes, man. Keep it coming back. Yeah, it really is, because like once you get tired of one mode, then you try for a different one. And, yep. Um, but speaking of games that we've always wanted to play but haven't played, I think. And right? I can, Am I, I on the right track? Yeah, I can also sort of tie it into the wouldn't have expected to play it as much as I have slash will like you did with Bomb Monkey is uh, Excite Bike 64. 64. 
I finally, mm. finally, one of these games where, like, I've always known of Excite Bike for NES, and I don't know why at the time we never got Excite Bike six, Excite Bike sixty four. It seemed like a, a game that would have been right up our alley back in the day. Um, somehow passed me by, and then I just sort of forgot that it even existed for the longest time. And then yeah, then whenever someone would mention it, I'd be like, oh man, like that's totally. I need game. to play that game. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah that's yeah. a game I need to just. To experience to see what it's all about, you know, like having liked the original Excite Bike so much, like how how did they did they do well bringing it into 3D and <sighs> that's a loaded question, I guess. Um, the game is really tough to control. <laughs> um, like when okay. I first like I jumped into, they have a bunch of different modes, like a season mode, which is it's just like four or five tracks. And you get points for, you know, there's six racers, you get points for being in the top four. Whoever has the most points at the end of the race, or at the end of the series of races, um, you win. And if you get first, then you unlock the next set. And then, like, the first, then when you beat the second set of levels, then you unlock, like, a new difficulty. And then the new difficulty has it where, like, you go through the first two sets, and then there's a new third set you haven't played. And I'm working on that second set right now, and the game is tough. Um, at first, I was like, oh, okay, a racing game, like, I'll just jump right in, and I'll just sort of figure it out as I went. And immediately, I was like, I better go to the tutorial and see what's sure. going on here, because... Yeah, that's kind of nice, right? I, I mean, you know. Yeah, it, it was... I mean, I guess I, I, I probably... I just, what I mean is, is I, I know that pick-up-and-play games are great, but... It's kind of nice to have like a surprisingly, uh, like a deeper game, yeah. Deeper, yeah. That's what I mean. That's all. No, yeah. It's it, it, like I said, the controls are like aren't very good and they're frustrating at times. But when like there are races where I just, it just clicks that race, and I'm like, oh man, this game is fun. You know what I mean? But like f- so far, those those moments are far and few between. Um, but. So I went through the tutorial and like, you know, they show like, oh, you want to accelerate when you go off the jumps and you lean back to get more air and then you come down and you want to land. And then, you know, when you turn, you can hit the R button and you do sort of like a, you know, like a sliding turn. And if it's super tight, you want to hit the brake and slide. So there, there's some nuance to the, the controls. And like, once you go through the tutorial, like, okay, I got this. And like, you go through a couple of races and you, you definitely get better and you get like what you know, the idea of what you want to do. Um, but the game is still, like I said, it's still pretty tough to control. Um, you know, going around some corners, then you're accelerating, then all of a sudden you're going sort of cockeyed off a jump, and then, like, if you go too much of an angle, you just fly off the course, and then you'll start back on it, you know, with a time penalty. And then sometimes if you don't do not do it tight enough, it like, you'll sort of go along the barrier, like it won't let you go over, but then you might land on one of the bales of hay and wipe out, Oh, those bills of hay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because the like when you wipe out the announcers, you hear in like the the background, they're like, oh, the, like uh, each racer has like a funny name. So I've been using uh, Sugar Hill. Uh, <laughs> so it's like Sugar Hill bites the the hay, you know, or like w- when you like fall into the just into the dirt, they're like Sugar Hill takes a soil sample. That's <laughs> it's that's like amazing. It's so it's so nineties. <laughs> Episode <you know>? title. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it's funny. Um, but like I said, once you get like the controls down, 
you can really start to actually feel like you're controlling the game pretty well and you know what's going on, which is actually nice and uh, feels pretty rewarding. But the difficulty is um, is definitely within the controls. Like, And there'll be times also actually when like you'll be driving and if the person, like a, one of the other racers, clips your bike in front of you, you just wipe out, which can be really frustrating at times too because like you'll all go right off the, the start gate and then all of a sudden one person just cuts in front of you because they have a better boost off the line, and then you, you wipe out. Um, mm-hmm. Another frustrating time is when you wipe out like a, before a series of big hills. So like they're anticipating that you're going to be moving pretty fast already and have good momentum to sort of like jump up and clear over them easily. But if you wipe out right before and they start you there, it's like, ugh, it's like I'm slogging up these hills because I have no speed, and like you lose a bunch of time. But the rubber banding... So it's hard. Yeah, it's definitely hard. Wah, 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 Casey. (laughs) (laughs) Games are supposed to be easy. I'm supposed to win them all. But um, good. Yeah. (laughs) So, no, but... but, Like, I figured when I got this game, I was like, this will be a good game to talk about in the podcast, and, like, I've always wanted to try it. And I figured, you know, maybe I'd play a round or two. But I've actually, like, gone back. I played a little bit before um, the podcast where we started recording... And I'm probably going to keep playing more. I, I want to unlock the the new levels and see what they are. And speaking of the levels, uh, they have a nice mix. Like, some will be out in the open, like, a deserty thing where, like, there'll be huge jumps and, like, stretches of, you know, straight and, like, bigger, wider turns. But then they also have courses that are tighter, like, and more concentrating on... Oh, it's cool. Yeah, the That's turning. Good. Like, yeah, like, where... Those are honestly the tougher ones because the the turning can be tough sometimes, especially on the like they have like almost like 180 degree turns, you know. Okay. And uh, they actually that sounds fun. I had the pleasure of racing on uh, my hometown. They have a Long Island course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on your home pretty turf, pretty, baby. Yeah. yeah, I haven't won that. I haven't won Did that one yet. You find your house. Yeah, yeah. You see it off in the distance. It's. It's sort of blobby and muddy like most N64 games, though. <laughs> no, that's just how your house looks. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, for you, I'd say it, it it's pretty fun. And, like I said, I'm probably going to go back and play some more of it. And for you, it might be cool. Um, I unlocked Soccer Mode, which I'm pretty sure is sort of similar to, like, Rocket League or... Um, really? I think... Uh, I mean, I mean, it's it a, has it's a, to be right. I mean, it, it's yeah, that back or, with soccer. I mean, yeah, that's what I figured it was, but I didn't have a second player to play it with. So, like, I don't know. That might be fun for you and Jill to check out. Sure, yeah, that but, sounds like fun. The only thing that holds me back is the is, how is the emulation? I mean, is it dark? Um, is it a bad sixty four emulation? I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was bad. Um, but I. Uh, no. I, I got Wave Race and I have 1080 and 1080 looks great, but Wave Race is like dark. And, no, I, I wouldn't and say like the this screen is... is small and it's weird. Um, I guess on the the gamepad, I think it like cuts down into the native resolution, so it's not widescreen, obviously. But or, but I mean on the screen, I didn't. I when okay. I'm looking at it, I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is dark or anything. But to be honest with you, I think the only other N64 game I have on the VC is Yoshi's Story. 
So I, I okay. haven't had a ton of experience with, you know, co- comparing it to other, you know, games mm-hmm. and being emulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, well, honestly, I, like it. I wish the price tag for N sixty four games were like more like eight bucks. But yeah, I, I mean, I think if you had like ten bucks laying around and you want to play a game, I I'd say it's pretty fun, even if it's just more from like a historical point of reference for future. You know, I, I think that yeah, and I think as you said, I think that the the the, the games need to do a shuffle now in price where NES games are or or sixty four is eight. SNES is five, and I think NES games should be three. Yeah, I'm hoping that during uh, the Switch reveal, I mean, they're going to have to touch on the eShop slash virtual console. And uh, no, they don't. <laughs> Shh. Remember the Wii U? If we they didn't even saying... talk about the virtual console after it was out. Yeah, but that, that was dumb Nintendo. We're getting slightly smarter <laughs> Nintendo, right? Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb Tendo. That's great. <laughs> what, what did what did we say? I guess in the earlier episodes, expect nothing. You know, low expectations. But low expectations, baby. Dude, I'm all, I'm on the I'm on the train, man. We're ramping up. We're ramping up here. It's almost December. Well, yes. So speaking of of good things that Nintendo does, uh, a very fun and delightful surprise. Uh, they released Swap Doodle. Swap Doodle Doo. Now, yeah, and as you can hear right now, the music. Like I said, before, Bomb Monkey was music is great too. Swap Doodles. This music's awesome. And I, I tried to find the composer. I could not find online. I could not find who who did it. But um, it just has that Nintendo feel. Yeah. Fantastic Animal Crossing, you know, uh, sound. It's very right. relaxing. It is. It's great. And this is also, you know, me and my wife have been sitting in the morning before we go to work, uh, you know, sending notes and writing stuff and, you know, from everyone, sending new notes and everything. And uh, uh, we're sitting there just, I just, I, well, I'm, I'm sitting there and then I hear her just humming. And it's just like, again, like another great music to hum to. But uh, yeah, uh, I was going to say that this is a special day because we are officially Doodle Pals. We sure are. Uh, you, you got me on the train. It took me a couple days to get around to it, um, just because I kept forgetting. And I was pleasantly surprised when I downloaded it. I don't know what exactly I was expecting, but I like that um, I did a doodle at work the other day, and I don't have Wi-Fi at work, so you know I was actually sitting in my car during my lunch break, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like whatever, do doodle, and like it was like, oh, do you want to save and send this to Perry when you know you get connect to Wi-Fi? And I'm like perfect like because it would have been something that you know i probably would have forgotten by -hmm. the time i got home that i did it but that you know that it was set up to automatically do that i was uh i was like oh this is great Mm -hmm. i got four new notes right now as we speak actually yeah i know it's awesome it's exactly it uh yeah and it it uh i guess let's talk about just real quick swap note did you ever play swap note uh the original one um i don't think so Okay, well, that was an amazing little messaging app back when the first... It was pretty close after the 3DS launched, and some pervert... The the legend says, the rumor, some pervert in Japan s- sent a bad picture to elementary school girls or something. Oh, oh that's, good lord. <laughs> it's, that's, the, that's the, you know, like, he said, she said version that I've heard. But anyway, 
So Nintendo's response was, okay, shut down all spot pass functionality in it. And it just completely ruined the whole app. And it was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, without that, what's the point? It it was so stupid. It was just, it was like, just take out the picture functionality or anything. Or that's not Nintendo's fault. Like, you have to be friends with them, you know? So, you know, it's like, that was their parents' fault. Like, you know what I mean? I I don't know. I just feel like... It just seems silly to blame it on Nintendo when it was like... Why don't you just yeah. monitor the well, situation? Well, I don't think better. anyone blamed it on Nintendo. I think Nintendo was just like, "Oh, we can't have this best this bad press get out." So, just just blow the app up, like, <laughs> you know. Anyway, but I'm so glad they revisited it with Swap Doodle. Um, uh, it it runs awesome. It looks great. It has the it has the same thing. It, ha- it has the same feel. It has the same uh, the same host. It's Nikki, which uh, that's like a fan favorite. Like everyone loves Nikki. Oh yeah, she loves sending you notes, man. Or at least she loves sending me notes. Yeah, yeah. Every she time. sends them to me, also. <laughs> no, but, uh, she only sends them to me, Perry. Yeah. <laughs> she loves me. She loves me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You can have her. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one thing I talked about is the interesting DLC they have for it. Um, that I actually have his. That I actually, my wife bought it. Bought some today. Oh, she um, got roped in. Yeah, well, it was just one of those things where, you know what, like, it, it's something that I know that we're going to use all the time now, and it's like, we're going to wish that we would have got it at the beginning, so she she got one of the the packs, uh, you get a bunch of colors, uh, brush sizes, and paper, and, like, you unlock more space for, like, your ink usage, like, on the page even, which is cool, like, that's actually something that's, I mean, I know it's it's hidden behind a paywall, right, I, I, whatever, but, I mean, it's actually usable which is cool um you know what though I, when like the base product that they're giving you for free is so good you don't mind spending a little mm-hmm, bit of money mm-hmm. here and there and like you said like like sure like it would be nice to have all the colors just unlocked but i think what the price tag was like seven dollars for one of those packs and it's like that comes with a bunch of new colors and yeah whatnot yeah, and it's exactly. just and it's fun yeah, yeah. and he, this is the main point, and before I mean we can end this segment, but the main thing I want to say is when was the last time you got a text and you looked down on your phone and you were excited about like a message, like getting a message from like your friend? Like this is so different. It's just, it's not just a communication system. This is like a game. Like this is a fun thing where and they have new new features like you can do quizzes and make it so people can't see the slide until you answer uh i don't know if you got my one of mine yeah i, I just got it but we were talking so i didn't want to be rude <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh there's lots of fun stuff and i just think like you know i'm gonna use my wife as an example again but um she sitting there oh my goodness i just got like you know i got six notes it's like this is exciting like when was it ex- you know it's just like getting mail like like handwritten mail from people because that's what it is so but you actually like get to see how they drew it yeah it's so fun and so it's just nintendo always knows how to how to make these things so yeah before we move on also i want to touch on what i think is probably the coolest feature is that you can draw in 3d yes like how awesome is that like the, the 3d pen or 3d brushes yep Yep, you so, get two so, layers. You get the back and the front layer. Yep, so like um, you could draw, like 
I mean, it was terrible, but I drew, like, a skull face thing, and I had, like, the eyes popping out on the second, um... You and tier. half of the other people that yeah. <laughs> got this, all the all the boys that got this, did the same thing. <laughs> I think I did the same thing. Did, did you like the? Uh, it's a school. Did you like the mutant muds one too? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. that was perfect. Did you get my reply to that? Um, I did. I haven't checked it yet. <laughs> Check it right now while you're talking. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> this should be good. Let's see. Oh, I'm still on yours. Has Jill accepted my... Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe. I'll have to write her a note later. Yep. Oh, let's see. Reply. I like that it comes as a little crumbled piece of paper, too. Yep, yep. Let's see. So, just for reference, he sent, like, a picture. You can also have... You can put the icons of the games you played on the on the doodles and send them. And, you know, draw pictures about him. And he put... <laughs> he, he, he put mutant muds in the center <laughs> and then he he covered the rest with silver ink and then i sent him i i sent him back instead of mutant muds just my face in the center <laughs> my me you can send your also me you know, it's just random and funny yeah also funny. the first the first <laughs> the first uh message I, doodle i got from him was you are a scalper <laughs> <laughs> that was before I got the red ink. I mean, that would have been so much better for to, for the yelling of scalper. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> all in all, it's a, such a fun app, and everyone should download it and play it. And, yeah, and it, it's, it's for free, and you don't have to spend a penny on anything else. They give you, um, I think they have two free DLCs now, which is the red and like a like a glittery gold, uh, glittery silver pen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly there's no reason not to at least check it out you know like you don't have to spend any money and you can just use those three pens and you can see like okay like this this might be something i want to keep doing and then maybe you can invest in and if not you know who cares it's just good old-fashioned fun yep but with that that's what we've been playing that that was Uh, a hearty hearty serving yeah it was even though we're going weekly i feel like i've been playing more like i have more to talk about it's weird i know i I could have easily talked about pokemon this week too but i figured uh it'd be another give it another week to marinate and then uh you know i'll probably have a a whole lot to say about next week yep but let's take a little break come back talk the news in the e-shop back and we've got some eShop news uh, to talk about this week. We've got uh, a bunch of games to talk about. Some we've already talked about but the uh, the first on the Wii U download, you want to take it from there? Yep, there's a game called Swapfire. It looks kind of fun actually. It's a first person shooter actually that came out <laughs> um, and it's literally uh, it's a first person shooter where you swap locations with someone when you fire at them. Get mm. it? I get it. Swap so fire. They're taking the switch approach and, and going with exactly what, what we're getting with. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if this is online or anything. Um, I didn't see that. I, I It might be just be local. Seems like a fun game, though. I mean, I don't know. But if, you, if that sounds fun, check it out. But, uh, yeah, we, look, it's, it, it looks really bright and fun. And uh, it also has a mode called Swalker. So this also has a soccer mode. 
But I think this one beats it for the name. Yeah, I think Swapper. Sw- yeah, Swapper like is pretty great. Sw- they should, yeah, Swapper. Sw- <laughs> Trying to see if they can tie it back into the name. But uh, there's another game. What? Uh, I'm going to probably mess this up. Ahoyu? Ahoyu? Yes. Ahoyu? Oh, oh, it, it looks like Ohio. But yeah. Japanese. But I, I texted Danny Bivens of the Famicast because uh, I figured he might know how to say this. And it's uh, it's pronounced, he, he says, it's in his exact words, it's pronounced like the state Ohio. And it just means morning. Like morning. And if it were, oh, if, if it were Ohio Gozaimas, that would mean good morning. Today's podcast brought to you by Danny Bivens' Japanese teaching. Japanese correspondent, Danny <laughs> Bivens. That's right. Thanks. Thank you, Tim. But anyway, it's a it's a game for learning kanji. So I actually looked it. into this game, too, because I've always been interested in learning Japanese. Yeah. And it looks yeah. pretty It looks pretty cool. Um, honestly, I wish it was on the 3DS. I probably would have bought it. Um, learning can be fun. <laughs> Sometimes, I guess. <laughs> No, yeah. I, it looks it got like a nice bright colorful aesthetic and um I don't know I've heard people say it's actually like I guess you know kanji is you know one of the base you know of Japanese the language so um I guess yep. you know it'd be cool to to try it out and get into it. I think it's like 10 bucks. Um that might be mm-hmm. one of these games or one of these things where like when I finally get motivated enough to like like let's just try this, you know. Let, let's see what like maybe this will Right kickstart you know like okay like that was a good start now let's look into it further you know mm-hmm. yeah moving on though we got on the wii u virtual console you might have heard of it excite bike 64 for the first time ever and yeah like i said yeah it, fun game i was gonna say yeah first time ever on virtual console so uh i've been wait- it's one of those games where i always see it at used shops and i'm like man i need to play that game and they're never gonna release it on on because they never did on wii and randomly, there you go, they did, so... I'm actually sort of surprised it's taken this long. Like, yeah. the, for the love they have for Excite Bike on the NES, you'd think... Yeah, you're you know, right. ...that they would have yeah. put it out, like, the homage in Mario Kart 8, like... Yeah. you think it would have been a no-brainer, but... Well, I guess it was, right? I mean, they... Yeah, they did <laughs> it just, it. It just took but, a little time. Yep. Also on the Wii U Virtual Console, for the Wii, they have Warrior Land Shake It, which is one of my deepest... Deepest regrets I haven't played yet, and I I, I am either, going man. to I yeah that might have to be like a we demand us yeah we demand type. you podcast we, edition yeah we we demand we <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> honestly or it could just be called a retroactive that would be fun too we demand I love it dude we demand we and I'm picturing it spelt W I I oh my goodness. <laughs> You just blew my mind. <laughs> That's good. But yeah, I honestly, I I imagine me talking about this, at least if not both of us. Actually, we got to do it now. Now that we said it, we got to do it. You know it. what? That could be uh, like a good, the, uh, you know, in the weeks leading up to the Switch launch, like where there you go. clearly like Wii U won't have any games and 3DS, I yep. mean 3DS will still be chugging along, but it'll be a good time where we could be like... Let's get this out of the way before we get into to all the good switchness. Good. We'll do it then. Uh, and then on the 3DS download, we also have another game we talked about, Swap Doodle. What's that? Uh, 
<laughs> it's a game where it's like uh no <laughs> uh, we just get into the same exact conversation for another five <laughs> yep uh and also touch battle tank which i i watched this uh trailer for this game uh it's released by circle which they released many games that was, uh, yeah, jules it, was talking about he was playing one of their games i forget what yeah. which one though oh is the mercenaries song. ah that's him yep 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 and uh, it's a this touch battle tank is a local multiplayer uh, game, uh, and it's also single player. But it's versus and co op, and you level up the tanks, and there's levels, and and it kind of looks like a sixty four game, and it just has that that Nintendo sixty four charm. I just I really do like that. So sounds uh, interesting. It actually, looks pretty fun. Like there was like. I, I love, like, in Mario Party games, they have some tank games where you just... It's so simple. You just go and shoot people, but it's just fun. I don't know. It's just... There's something about tank games that what, I think uh, that's why they keep being made, so... What price point is that in? And do you I have not, any idea if it's... You said local multiplayer. Is it, like, single, like, download? Or do you, you need No, both? I don't think it's download. I think you need both. I think you need both, so... Because yeah, it sounds it like it'd be pretty play. cool. Um, I know it would be. It would be. Oh, I'm looking. Touch Battle Tank, three ninety nine. Yep. So that's not. Is too it really three ninety nine? Oh uh, man, I might get it then. That's what it looks like. Three ninety nine. It looks fun yeah. actually. That could be funny. maybe be a game that we both download and play at PAX. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. But yeah, so that's it for the uh, all the the downloads uh, Nintendo wise. Uh, it's gonna be weird to talk about ios downloads pretty soon <laughs> yeah. yeah it's gonna be very strange but it's the future we're we're gonna be in we're living in you know all right let's take a quick break from the eShop, and we'll talk about the news talk nintendo podcast and we're going to talk with some crazy it's not too crazy well actually no there's some crazy, crazy sprinkle some of it is insane actually and then there's some yeah that makes sense and then there's some yeah that really makes sense news but let's start off with the crazy so, so we're going to climb down the ladder here we're going to start at the craziness which um yep. you know it is the end of 2016 so you know switch rumors are pretty much a, a, a daily occurrence now but this one is definitely Probably the strangest thing I've heard since the initial Eurogamer leak, you know, about what the system would be, and and that is yep. Mario X Rabbids RPG game in the style of a Mario RPG. What? Yeah. Well, I, I've heard, <laughs> yeah, like, <it's>, <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, yeah, it totally, like, I did not, I can't. I think I said, did I send you the text? Like, Yeah, in the morning you said something, and I was know, like, what the and, heck does he mean? And, and, <laughs> <laughs> like, you just, you thought I was a madman. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Perry must have had but, too much uh, to have yeah. a drink last night. <laughs> Perry, you sneaking a new yeah. hooch? But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there's a Mario game across with the Rabbids characters 
RPG. Like it's like uh, like I could see a Mario like art like cross RPG party. I mean cross rabbits party. But yeah, like that even that's as weird. an RPG though. But an RPG like what the heck? And then we're hearing it's a strategy RPG, like Fire Emblem or something. See, because originally whatever. When I, I was thinking like at first, obviously the initial reaction is like, what in the hell is going on over there at Nintendo? That they're getting Ubisoft on board with a Rabbids Mario RPG game. But then I was thinking, like, yep. all right, like, if you think of the, back to the original, you know, Mar- Mario RPG for Super Nintendo, like, you know, you had Smitty, and, like, he was sort of a goofy character, you know, like, and I was like, I could sort of see, like, the Rabbids being, like, his little minions kind of thing. And I could see mm-hmm. how that could maybe, like, be flushed out and, like, be like, okay, like, I could see them being, like, you know, enemies, like, henchmen for this bad guy, but then when they were like, it's gonna be, like, a, yeah, a strategy RPG, and it's like, like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I just, it's so weird, but I, we will figure out, I know Ubisoft is the one developing it, so, with Nintendo kind of overseeing it, Which is sort of, or that's what we're saying, this is all rumors, right? Yeah, these are rumors, but, I mean, these are rumors, right? This was, I believe, from the Eurogame, uh, another Eurogame source, and, you know, they yeah. obviously hit the nail on the head with the actual system, so I'm pretty inclined to feel yep. like they know what they're talking about. And Yeah, or they're all just completely crazy. Yeah, they, they, they're really good guessers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm intrigued to say the least. Yep. But also, they came out in that same leak, or around the same leak, same timeage, but... Uh, not Pokemon Sun, not Pokemon Moon, but Pokemon Stars for Switch. Which, I mean, is both sort of crazy, but makes sense at the same time. Um, I mean, it, financially, it sure does make sense. I mean, like, for goodness sake, Nintendo, put your biggest selling franchise on your system. And Pokemon for, fans I mean, are crazy enough where they will be like, like, I have no problem buying a system for you know for pokemon like 250 300 400 500 dollars they're gonna be like oh that sucks but whatever i I need to play the pokemon games so that's a good sign in the sense that you know i mean we i remember hearing the the pokemon company like ceo said that they were going to be on switch so this makes sense but right it's still sort of like whoa home console with pokemon I just realized something, Casey. What's that? With what you're saying. Nintendo literally had to make a system that could be portable <laughs> so that they'd put their Pokemon game on the system. They're like, okay, if we, okay, what if we do it like this? No, no, we're not going to do it on there. No. Okay, well, what if we do it like this? No, no. Okay, well, what if the console, you can take the controllers off of it and put it onto a tablet and take it with you deal <laughs> yeah deal and then the shaking hands and everyone's everyone's then also you know it prints they have money. like eight uh and eight people dressed up in like pokemon huge suits like the pikachu comes out of the closet like woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah part balloons yeah. and streamers um so, uh, well, I'm I'm anxious to hear more on this, and I, if if it did come to Switch, I think I might buy on that actually, uh, having the home console, and I think it'll run better, you know, instead of it won't yeah. be 
look gross in run frame rate wise. Yeah, and stuff. I heard. And we'll talk more heard about Pokemon on the original Sun Moon next week. 3ds is sort of choppy. I haven't had yeah, those issues so. on the three, uh, the new 3ds. But what this also sort of stems out. What I was thinking is, what does this mean for the future of you know? Does this sort of confirm that the 3ds might be on the the way out? We know it's going to come to a close eventually. But will they even release stars mm-hmm. on the 3DS? Will that be a Switch exclusive? And then does yeah, that I mean moving forward that next, you know, the, the following true generation of Pokemon, is that going to be on the Switch? And, you know, like, what does mm-hmm. that mean? I mean, it's, so, it's sort of interesting. Uh, now, Crystal, Pokemon Crystal, wasn't that Game Boy Color exclusive? Um... Thinking I, I, way back. I think it was. I, it would make sense. And so it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, honestly, that you'd have to buy a new system to play it, mm-hmm. right? But usually um, it's the so handheld. So that's something you know? to think about. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. But this is kind of a handheld. So I think it'd be smart if it was exclusive to Switch. I think, for goodness sake, capitalize for once, Nintendo, on your fan base of crazy, you know, Pokemon people that will buy it you know so i hope they do too but yeah so we'll more developments on that and and plus we'll get to talk more about pokemon next week so um and this news just dropped today yeah today uh and and this is this is good news i think uh lego city undercover is coming out for uh ps4 and xbox one and the switch uh this spring so um i think that uh this is going to run a lot better on... Uh, the Switch? Yeah, on the Switch, and and I've heard it's, you know, loading times and stuff. I never Yeah, the load it, times are rough. I might get it for Switch now, you know? I mean, that's something where they might be able to add more features, add more stuff, maybe iron out some kinks. It's a fun uh, game, yeah. Give I would... new life to the game. I, I feel like, I just felt like that game was plagued with the Wii U exclus- exclusivity, mm-hmm. you know? Which, unfortunately, I mean... You know, we got mad at Raidman Legends for, for, for leaving, you know. But that wasn't for leaving. It was for holding back the finished game for months. Yeah, which I, I get. You know? Like, I, it makes sense because if you look at games like um, Tomb Raider, like the reboot of Tomb Raider was like an Xbox exclusive, and it didn't do well, and then it came out to PS4 like a year later, and it didn't do well either. So I, I get why they would want to have it launch at the same time with everything. Sure. But it, it is sort yeah. of like a slap in the face at the same token to have a game and hold it for that long especially when people were you know people were thirsty for a new game back in whatever year it was you know right 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 so, um i think do, before, yeah that'll be that'll be did fun. we um talk about the 250 dollars price point last episode or did that news come out after yes, okay we, we did. did that was okay yep all right yeah i was gonna say 250 I, I believe you said i'm gonna buy yeah, two yeah, that makes sense Maybe three. I might buy three. Just gonna gonna be have like giving switches out like candy. <laughs> but uh, I think that brings the the end of the news. Not you know not a ton of news outside that that Mario and rabbits thing is so strange. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but you know what? I, I'm f- almost fully expecting. Again, expectations are bad, but like it's probably gonna be like oh my god, like. That looks amazing, you know. Like it, it looks so outrageous and silly and weird that it's probably be awesome. Yep. 
And with Ubisoft taking the helm, it'll definitely be going in a new direction that we probably haven't experienced before. But without a... Definitely. Without further ado, I think we're going to take a little break, and then when we come back, uh, going to get into the old Craigslist find and get a, get a move on for the night, right? Weepy. We'll be right back, guys. Craigslist Roundup, Perry. What do you have for us this week? Oh, I got. I was worried. I'm always worried now about these because we're going weekly, so it puts the pressure on which me it, even which more. Which is good because you'll have more money for your bathtubs, right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. But anyway, I got two picks, uh, two two finds this week. Uh, first one was an excellent condition. I would say excellent. Uh, Indigo Game Boy Advance, and I'm. It's the original, how did we play this model. Oh, uh, the nice uh, wide one with no light? Yeah. Yeah, no light. I can't believe we played with no light for 20 years or however long that was. But, uh, yeah, that's worth, uh, that's worth 40 bucks. I can sell it for 40 bucks. I also got F- Pokemon Fire Red mm. for 50 bucks. I could sell that for 50 bucks. And I got Pokemon Leaf Green, which I can sell for $55. And um, my I bought... I bought that system with Fire Red and Leaf Green for thirty dollars. That's a goddamn steal. Um, so I profited one hundred and fifteen bucks off that. You know what's awesome? And I actually am keeping all those things. But what? I was gonna say what's awesome is uh, it's crazy how much the Pokemon games have gone up in price. Um, because I have Fire Red and Leaf Green in box, and I'm assuming you got just oh. the carts, right? Just the carts, yeah. Man, them mm-hmm. Pokemon games. Yep. So yeah, that was a great find. I really, I love. Those are my favorite ones because my favorites are the originals, and I really like the the uh, upgrades they did for that. But next one I got was uh, a pink DS Lite with. This might seem crazy, <laughs> but twenty two games in <laughs> cases. Wow. Yeah, and uh, he was asking sixty five for it, and I said I'll give you fifty bucks. And he said that'll that'll be fine. And he happened to be like I was I was in a different town, and he happened to be a block away from me. <laughs> and and I it's just crazy. Perfect. So um, I can sell the DS for forty five. But you're gonna keep uh, it because you love oh. And the rest of the games, yeah, yeah. It's not really meant for profit, really. It's really more for. I mean, I'll keep the DS Lite because it's in like perfect condition and it has the Game Boy Advance slot thing mm-hmm. in it. Oh yeah, the cap or whatever. Uh, yeah, which is really rare actually. I mean, uh, it's honestly, so funny how those those get lost, but I guess it makes sense if you have a GBA game in there. Like, where right. are you gonna put the cap? Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm not really counting this as profit, really. I mean, it's I could. Are the 22 games? Were yeah. there anything? Was I mean, in 22 games, I'd imagine there'd at least be like a couple worthwhile games, unless if it was like. Yeah, I mean, there was there's a couple Cooking Mamas, but but then there's also Mario Kart DS. Uh, Super, new Super Mario Bros. DS and uh, Mario and Luigi 
Bowser's, Bowser's Inside Story. Oh, okay, so you got some so good titles. it was there. all worth it just for those. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. Have you played Bowser's Inside Story? Oh, okay. yes. And you, you, all right, you yes. hadn't played, what, uh, the one of the original ones? Superstar I Saga? I the second oh, one. Oh, Partners the in Time? One. Partners in Time. Nope. Yeah. I, I need to go nope. back and play those games. Like, I, I've played them when they came out, but... You know, it's so long ago. I bar- like I remember playing Partners in Time, but like I remember like w- like I could remember one like area that I remember playing, and then the rest right. is you know right. would be fresh pretty much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'd say a pretty good week but, in uh, Craigslist Roundup. Uh, pretty crazy, yeah, pretty crazy. So that'll do it for my Craigslist Roundup. No profit, but that uh, collection is a growing, and th- that's what I think. Honestly, the biggest. If I ever got into doing the Craigslist thing, I, I would just end up never making any money because he'd be like, "Oh, well, for fifty bucks, I got all this stuff. I might as well just keep it." <laughs> yeah, I know. But you know what, though, it, you you do it and you realize, but then I can I can buy more. So, but anyway, so we're at the end now. Uh, I did manage to get a message back from uh, Sponge Matt, and. Uh, he said to us, let me pull it up real quick. I actually got it if you... Oh, yeah, why don't you He said, it? my favorite poke has always been Ditto, but Puplio, I believe that's Poplio, uh, one of the, the new starters, may take his place. He's he's right. like the seal, he's the, uh, the water Pokemon from this generation starters. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for responding. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, it's nice that he got back to us in time. Um, so that, yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. We're, uh, with the every other week, we'll probably be doing, every other week we'll do like a full-on what we've been playing, news, topic of the show, and then on the off weeks, we'll probably try and keep it a little shorter, but we're going to be playing yep. with it as we go, so. You can, yep, you can find us on Twitter at TalkNintendoPod, that's TalkNintendoPod, um, you can email us at Talk Nintendo Podcast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Um, we, we would love to just remind everyone because we're so gracious that uh, Nintendo World Report has, you know, let us become part of them with our, you know, hosting and getting the word out through them. So we just want to give a friendly reminder that, you know, to, to check out with them, they've got, you know, great news, great reviews, great editorial pieces, you know, a great community and, you know, 14 million other podcasts on uh, the site that are all really good to... You know, ranging from music to discussion to all sorts yeah, of different, I, you know, topics of the gaming world. Yeah, I wanted to say, if you're a fan of this show and you haven't heard of uh, Connectivity, I just did, I do, I host a, uh, a segment on there called Themesters. And we just did one with uh, me and Nick, Nicholas Bray, did one with uh, Greg Leahy of Radio Free Nintendo uh, on Yoshi's Island. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I'm not on that show, but I listened to it, and it's it's a joy. Uh, Perry does some amazing covers of uh, game music, and they also mix in some OST stuff. So it's really just a really enjoyable hour to listen to. Well, thank you. No, well, you you deserve it. That was uh, some really great stuff. Thanks, Pam. But, uh, yeah, and uh, did you say where you could find your personal? Uh, you could find me on Twitter at case underscore jets that's uh c-a-s-e underscore j-e-t-s yes i know because he likes the jets and we are god awful it's terrible um 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's a really, it's okay. really bad time to be a Jet fan right now. It is, whew, it's miserable. <laughs> and you can find me at uh, P. Burkum. P. That's P B U R K U M. Boom. And boom. Well, f- thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we will catch you next week. Next week, yep. Even with Thanksgiving, we'll be putting out an episode for you to listen to while you're eating all that turkey. That's right. It, it will. I think it's gonna come out Thanksgiving night, right? I mean, I. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Right? I mean, or maybe even it, earlier. It'll probably be earlier in the day on Thanksgiving, but she's going to come out and uh, so you guys got something to listen to. Now, I know, exactly, because I know that, like, even though it's the holidays, I know that there's some time where it's like, you know what, I wish there was something to listen to. Happens to me sometimes, where it's like, I know everyone's busy, but I actually still have some free time to listen to something. So. And, uh, hopefully you can yeah, and this. I think, uh, you know, I'll give a little teaser of what the episode's going to be about. We might be, be uh, telling some stories and reminiscing about uh, the good old Nintendo Wii, so. Oh, I'm so excited. So make sure to check it out, and uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks again. Giddy up. As a great man once said, if you plan ahead, then when things happen, you're prepared. Yahoo! What? Yeah. Well, I, I've heard. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>